This is Radio Dad with Mike Austin. Shining the spotlight on dads, stepdads, granddads, all dads. Bye, Daddy. And now, Mike Austin. And just like that, it's time for another Radio Dad extravaganza. Hey, it's Mike Austin here, your Radio Dad. We're on the web at radiodad.com and all over the place. And we welcome you once again. Man, we got some good stuff today. Do you have a goal in life? Do you ever want to, have you ever wanted to break a world record? I'm going to get this dude sickle on. He's the holder of a whole bunch of world records, and one of which he did, a lot of he does, is a tribute to his dad. But the, the one, especially if you have kids and who leave their Lego blocks around, uh, yeah, you'll understand. No, he didn't build something out of Lego blocks. Uh, let me just give you a hint. This guy, Sonny Molina, he walks around, his lifestyle is barefoot. He doesn't wear shoes except on the job. And that'll become, just a minute, we're going to get him on the phone from Woodstock, Illinois. Later on, certified parenting coach, which I didn't even know that existed. Uh, Real Life Parent Guide is a book and a website. Kim Minch, talk about jellyfish parenting, and hopefully you're not a jellyfish dad. Spineless is what it is, basically. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, but I wanted to highlight a specific dad. I want to try and do stuff here uh, where we highlight specific dads who are doing just groovy stuff. If you were a single dad and every other weekend dad, as I was, um, you struggle, especially if you have a little girl. She wants to look nice. She wants to look pretty. We have our ideas of how to make that happen. But, you know, hair is a tough thing. Hair is hard to get. I can't even get my own hair right. So... This was an article out of Newsweek I thought was great. Uh, This dad, who is a newly single dad, just recently divorced, doing the best he can on his every other weekends and his time during the week, he has his little girl going to preschool. And so this was on Reddit back in on uh, February 3rd, and uh, he asked others their opinion. What do you think of this? He drops his little girl off at preschool a half an hour early, not because he just can't handle it, but because his there was her teen her teacher, a female teacher, came to him and said, "You know what? If you bring her here early, I'll style her hair for her so she looks all nice for the rest of the class." Now think about that. Um, yeah. At first, I thought, would I do this? I think I probably would if it was offered at the time. His little three-year-old daughter going to, you know, preschool, he tried to get her hair right. It was just frizzy and funny. He said it was a frizzy, tangled mess. He didn't want to send his daughter to, to the preschool daycare looking all scruffy. He's a proud dad. He wants to instill pride of, of her appearance and, uh, and do your best kind of thing, right? And so he says that the teacher uh, has similar hair as my daughter's and asked if she could help. Do my daughter's hair. She said, if you bring your daughter in early every day, uh, I'll do her hair for her before school even starts. And uh, so, yeah, he's struggling. Of course, his now his ex came back at him and said, like, oh, you're just being a terrible parent. And, uh, and no, come on. Come on. You both want what's good, what's best, what's right. And that's the other thing. These kind of petty little things like this can turn into major problems in a divorce. Don't let that get in the way. You know, uh, discuss it, but don't don't start throwing accusations and stuff. 
appreciate it for what it is. He loves his little girl. He wants her to look her wants her to look her best. And that's that. Hey, a big thank you to our sponsor once again, uh, Be Rescued. Over at BeRescued.com, natural bee propolis products. We'll have a message from them here in a minute. But right now, we all have dreams, goals, ideals that we want to accomplish in this life. But few of us really stick our necks out and decide, I'm, I'm doing this thing. Maybe you read about him. Uh, in Woodstock, Illinois, as I mentioned before, where they actually did the movie uh, Groundhog Day. There you go. Joining us now is surgical nurse by trade. But I'll tell you what, this guy, he I don't know how many world records he has. He is Sonny Molina. Hi, Sonny. How are you? Hey, Mike. Good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks. Okay, so first of all, how many world records do you have according to Guinness? Right now I have... 18 i had 17 and then um on october 29 i broke that record the most lanyards worn at once so that's my 18th <laughs> how do you cut okay lanyards these are those things around your neck you know with the you know you go to a yeah. trade show or something like that how in the world do you determine what you're going to try to break as a record you know what i i don't have any idea at the time um well, kind of weird because uh, the reason I found about that record is uh, I collect lanyards and oh. I look online. Yeah, I look uh, on the Guinness War, uh, website, uh, just checking if there's a you know record for the largest collections of lanyards. <laughs> and I, when I click lanyards, I saw all these records, and for a minute I saw I saw the most lanyards worn at once, and I said. Maybe I can break this record, too. <laughs> yeah, what was the record before yours? Because let's just say, ladies and gentlemen, Sonny put 509 lanyards around his neck. So how many, what was the record before yours? So before mine, I did a little bit of research about this. So before mine, it was 326. Oh, um, nothing. That's nothing. Well, I, I, I thought that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a guy from U.K., and then I did a little bit of research and I found out that there's the first one that ever did the, we say it to set the record was um, in Jimmy Kimmel show, yeah. you know, the late night show. So yeah, they, yeah. they, yeah, they were the first one that set the records. So. Okay. Well, you have 509. How much did that weigh around your neck, by the way? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was heavy, Mike. Um, so I weighed it after the attempt. It was like 27 pounds. Around your <laughs> neck. Did you have a sore neck, neck the next day? Or did your neck hurt? Oh, yeah. yeah uh, come I, on. I was hurting for like two days. <laughs> okay. So the one I've been talking about uh, that really blew my mind. Now, you walk around barefoot most of the time, don't you? Yes. So I walk barefoot and I run uh, barefoot. Too. Marathons. You run marathons barefoot. Yeah, uh, since you said that, I yeah, I have records for the half marathons, full marathons, and ultra marathons barefoot. <laughs> okay, when do you do you ever run over like a piece of glass or something? Yeah, you know, oh, it's yeah, funny I you do. asked that. Uh, <laughs> I never did actually. Um, when um, when I ran the Chicago Marathon, I saw some glass there, but I, I was able to avoid them. But okay. Yeah, most of the time I, I I step on gravel. Oh man! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're they're. That's painful. brutal. Okay, <laughs> so so barefoot. He holds the barefoot record 
or the, the record for walking barefoot on Lego blocks. Now, you're going to step on a Lego block barefoot. You know you've stepped on something. Sonny Molina did a world record walking around on barefoot on Lego blocks. How many How many hours or how many minutes did it take? How long? Oh, man. Uh, God, the, the last one I did, because uh, I broke this like three times, <laughs> this record. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the first one was easier. Uh, the third one I did, um, it took me more than six hours, Mike. Mm. Six hours straight of walking on. So what do you do? You have. I saw the video online. You have like a little trough. And you lay these Lego blocks on it, and you just walk a lap around and around and around on top of these things, right? Yeah, so I set up uh, like a U-shape or oh, okay. square. Yeah. yeah. And uh, according to the guidelines, uh, you're not supposed to stop during the walk. So if you stop, that's the end of it. How do you pee? Be- Wait a minute. How do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> what? You know what? You know what I did. Oh, you God. wore a diaper, didn't you? I I did. Ah, <laughs> I was joking. I knew it. No, seriously, I did. I I did, but I I I did not pee though. So I oh, was. I, yeah, I know. No, I didn't. Um, what I did is I did not drink a lot. Okay. Before that's so. good. That's good. So I can tell you, Sonny Molina. I want to pivot from all your world records. He's the world record holder for the most lanyards around his neck for walking on barefoot on uh, Lego blocks. The guy walks around barefoot all the time, except in the surgery room, I suppose, in the operating room. But okay, I want to pivot to this. Isn't all just goofiness? You do this. You raise money for what is Soul for Souls? So Soul for Souls. Uh, they're based in. Uh the u.s so uh what we do is we collect used and new uh, slippers and shoes and we donate them here and abroad also so to people who can't afford shoes yes yeah that's what we do so it's soul that's s-o-l-e the number four and then souls like s-o-u-l-s that's beautiful yes. is there a website is there something yes uh yeah, Souls for Souls, that's the website. Oh, just go there, okay. Dot com, dot org, probably. Yeah, so the good thing about this is if you have, like, shoes or even clothing, um, you can put in a box, and then you can print, you know, the shipping label. It's mm-hmm. free, so you just drop it off at the UPS, and oh, man, there you that's go. Beautiful. Yeah. That's great. Sonny Molina. All right, last thing, I got I got to get to this. You do a lot of what you do as far as breaking the world records in honor of your dad. What's that story? Well, uh, one day I told my dad, I said, uh, before I had the records, I said, Dad, I think I'm going to break some records. And he was just laughing at me because, uh, you, you know, that's nearly impossible to do, to break a record. And then I said, yeah, well, I'm going to do it. And, and he said, okay. So he probably doesn't believe me. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I did the most half marathon barefoot. And I told him, I said, Dad, I broke the record. And he said, um, "Did you really? You I, did I think what? He, he, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> so, and then he was in the Philippines way back then. I, I, I've been calling him long distance. Philippines, said, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I said, "Dad, I broke the record." He said, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know." And then one day he came here to visit me, and he saw the certificate, and he said, "What is this?" 
It says you have a record. I said, Dad, I've been telling you that. <laughs> said, I thought you were kidding me. And he said, No, I have the record. I'm famous, said, oh, Dad. And he said, Oh my God, are you really serious? So he called all his friends, and you know, he told my sister and my brother, and yeah. And then after that, I told him. I said, Dad, I said before you go home, I said, You know, we're we're gonna do this record. I said it's a hard one. It's a Lego walk. And he said, oh, okay, good, good. Well, I'll, I'll be here. That's what he said. And, um, you know, and then we started collecting Lego bricks. It's hard to collect those because, they're first of all, they're expensive oh, to buy. I didn't yeah. know that. So, oh, my God, they're expensive, Mike. Um, luckily, I had a guy one time uh, selling, like, lots of Lego bricks. Okay, okay let me hold you up. Sonny. Sure. You get so much publicity, you need to call the Lego people. They need to give you these things. <laughs> they're, they're, they're getting a I ton should. of publicity. How many times I, have we I said know, Legos just doing this? Yeah, I I'll know, call I them should. for you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, luckily, there was a guy. I think he had a store one time. And I think he closed. And he was selling some Lego bricks. And I said, do you have more of this? And he said, Actually, I do, and he told me that he has like nine big boxes of Lego oh, unused man. ones. And I said, "How much are you asking for this?" And it was expensive. And I said, "You know what, sir? I, I don't have that much money. Can I meet you in between or in the middle?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was a nice guy. He said, uh, "Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do it for you." Wow. So that's yeah um there's like nine big boxes in my basement right now <laughs> <laughs> you, you could make a car or something out of those so your dad was Seriously. here your dad was here to watch you walk on the lego blocks actually uh, uh, no he passed away before that that's oh. why i that's why i dedicated to him um i was so i was emotional yeah that, that's fine yeah i was emotional when i did it because uh, it was i did it on his birthday oh man I know, and I felt like he was there with me. Yeah, inspiration. Yeah, was, seriously, um, yeah, it was emotional. Well, Sonny, I, I, I just, I, this is cool, man. Uh, the most lanyards around his neck, 509, that's the most recent one. We're in Woodstock, Illinois, talking to Sonny Molina. He's also the holder for walking the most on Lego blocks barefoot. How long was it? I think it's more than six hours. So I started eight something 8 15 i think in the morning and i was done like 3 32 oh, yeah that's <laughs> crazy well and in tribute to your dad go to soul for souls s-o-l-e the number four and then souls s-o-u-l-s that's a, a thing that yep. sunny works with gets you they, they donate uh, footwear belt slippers shoes to uh, poor people that's awesome hey sunny we're up on yep. time but i want to I, I just want to stay in touch you seem like a really groovy cat and uh, it's been my privilege and honor to be able to have you on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, buddy. We got to take this very brief time out and come back with more Radio Dad. Mike Austin here. Uh, we'll get a message in from our friends over to berescued.com. Hang on for Kim Minch. What is jellyfish parenting? Are you a jellyfish dad? Hang, hang on. 
You may have asked yourself, what's the big deal about these bee propolis products over at BeeRescue.com anyway? <laughs> well, they are 100% natural products that tap into that famous healing power of bee propolis. See, the Bee Rescued family has traveled the world to bring you the highest quality raw materials and then blended them by hand with bee propolis harvested from their very own chemical-free beehives right in the heartland of America. Try it for yourself. Visit BeeRescued.com. That's B-E-E Rescued.com. A Salome Brands Company. Yeah, come on now, come on. Radio Dad, welcome back to it. I'm Mike Austin. Remember to join us on RadioDad.com. Subscribe and like and do all the other stuff you got to do to make things happen on the social media and everything else. Uh, as a dad, we uh, we join here every week and talk dadly stuff. Are you a jellyfish dad, though? What the heck is that? Jellyfish parenting. You might have guessed. No backbone. Uh, joining us now, certified parenting coach. Who knew that was a thing? And uh, the proprietor of Real Life Parenting Guide. She is Kim Minch. Hi, you, Kim. Welcome to Radio Dad. How you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Jellyfish parenting. It's, it's it is something that is where where kids kind of lead the show. It's you know the parents are laid back and relaxed and flexible, and there's not a lot of rules or boundaries enforced. So you know, much like a jellyfish, right? Kind of yeah. kind of spineless. <laughs> are we exactly? You're spineless. So so what is the? There's got to be a conscious thinking, or is it just laziness that we don't want a parent? Or what's the thinking think that this is a good thing? Yeah, I think in some cases it may be a lack of the parents having a good role model when they were growing up. I think part of it may be laziness. I think part of it, you know, a par- maybe a kid grew up in a situation where their parents were overly, you know, strict and had a lot of rules and expectations and boundaries. And they, you know, how sometimes we like do the opposite of our parents. I think that could be part of the case with this jellyfish parenting. But overall, it is, I mean, kids need to have some structure and some boundaries set in their lives. It, it, it's important for their, them to feel safe and secure. Um, so in respect to jellyfish parenting, I think it's a very bad idea, uh, especially when kids get to school, because obviously at school they're, you know, they, they're expected to, you know, follow the rules and all the things. And I think it can be a real challenge for kids at school if they have absolutely no structure and they leave the show at home. You know, we homeschooled our youngest four and we treated it as if it were a school day. We started at exactly the same time. They were expected to dress a certain way, be in the basement in the big school room we had set up with my wife. And uh, I chuckled, but we did. We And we had recess time. We had exercise time. We had study time. We quite had all of that. Mm-hmm. I And I'm getting at this. I know that there are some homeschool parents it's a that's a hard thing. You really gain a big appreciation for what par or what actual teachers do, so they sort of give up. That's another form of jellyfish parenting, I suppose. Yeah, I, so I work with actually I coach parents of eighteen to twenty five year olds, which may sound like why would you be coaching parents of, yeah. of you know that age group? And I'll tell you, there's a huge need, and part of it is because I think they've done some jellyfish parenting, maybe too much. They are, their kids aren't necessarily ready for, quote unquote, the real world um, because they were given too much latitude and too much choice in their life. I do think that is 
kids progress through their adolescent years, definitely, you know, as they head through middle school into high school and obviously as young adults, they have to be given more autonomy and choice in their lives. However, too much too soon can also produce anxiety in kids because they don't have any structure. They don't have anyone holding them to anything. Um, and that, can, that, you know, that in itself is, is a problem. And that is definitely something I'm working with with parents of older kids. In your experience, and extensive as it is, the founder of Real Life Parenting, we're talking with Kim Minch, have you come across at all an example, give me one, where a jellyfish parenting philosophy has worked out really well and that child has gone on to succeed? I, I can't give you that. I don't. I don't have that. I do think there are some some good um, points to jellyfish parenting in moderation. When you give your kid some choices of, say, what to wear, what books to read at night, what extracurricular they want to be involved in, I think choice is good. But again, in moderation, all of these parenting, all, you know, ones that are tiger parenting is, you know, another one. And that's a really, really structured, um, intense way of parenting. And I, I think really the key word here is moderation and, you know, working with your child rather than trying to control them or let them lead the show. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking with Kim Minch. Tell me about Real Life Parenting Guide. What is, is that a book? You got a website? Of course. I do have a website. It's actually Real Life Parent Guide. And, oh, parent. I'm sorry. Um, it's, yep. No, it's fine. It's, it's the name of my business, and I coach parents one-on-one, and I have a small group coaching for moms. I have an empowered moms group that dresses, you know, older kids. I, I have five kids, 17 to 35, and yes. He's still my kid, even though he's 35. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he's my, he's my kid. He's, he's an adult in the eyes of the world. I just you bring up something there in that you, and and I get it you're a mom you're a mom we often hear though about empowering moms and it's all moms moms but I think we miss the importance these days of dads I would agree with you and I I will tell you I work with a lot of amazing dads too it's just the reason that I market to moms truthfully is because 99 percent of the time that's that's who's coming to me Mm. That's who's coming for the help, um, and that, those are the those are the ones that are. I, I think I'm not saying dads are super important. Absolutely, no question about it. And I love that you have radio dads. There's dads I work with that are looking for that resource, um, but it tends to be moms most of the time that come for the help. That's all. I'm and that's what, is it. Is it dads are too proud? I think that's part of it. I think we're still okay. So I'm I'm in my fifties, and I you know my kids are fairly grown at this point. And I think that our generation of parents, I think younger generations of parents, dads are more emotionally attached and involved. I think we're getting there. But I think um, dads of my generation, um, it's not that they don't care. I just don't think that they had the emotional the emotional language or experience growing up themselves to be as connected to they're, they're millennial right. and Gen Z kids. We're talking with uh, Kim Manchin. We're, we'll wrap it up here in just a little bit. But uh, parenting overall, jellyfish parenting. Don't give up. 
uh, and develop what I call the look. We were talking about this earlier. Do you have the look, by the way, Kim? You know what I'm talking about. Um, I do. I do not. I I don't know if I have a look. My husband does, and I certainly grew uh-huh. up with a dad that had a look. I, my dad had to look at me the wrong way, and I would just start crying. Like he didn't even have to say anything. Yeah, <laughs> but then, but tell me, because you seem very well adjusted. He would look at you. He'd give you the dad look, that look, like I see what you're doing. It's not appropriate. Stop it without saying a word, and yeah. it made you melt, it made you cry. But he had to have because you seem well adjusted, and obviously you are a good parent. <laughs> uh, he had to have at some point come to you and said, "Hey, listen," you know, and put his arm around you and give you the hug, right? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. I, I got you in therapy okay, right let me, now. Let me just, yeah, I was just going to say, let me just tell you, I've done a lot of work on myself. And I think if I have to say one final thing on this, parents who do their own emotional work as they raise their kids, is it is very helpful for the next generation when parents are working on themselves. And because I think parenting is an opportunity to work through some of, the, some of our crap, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. As my friend put, don't put your crap in your kid's diaper. Yeah. I How like it. that. <laughs> All right. Kim Mitch, Real Life Parent Guide. Uh, it, I suppose it's reallifeparentguide.com. Tell everybody, huh? Yes. Is that how we get yes, you? Yes, it's reallifeparentguide.com. I would love to have people visit. All right. I appreciate it, Kim. We'll keep in touch. You're a, a wealth Thanks. of information and a pleasant person. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Good talking you to betcha. you. You betcha. You as well. Take care. And with that, we put the cork in another bottle of Radio Dad on the web at radiodad.com. I'm Mike Austin. My thanks to all our guests, to uh, Kim Minch, of course, and Sonny Molina walking around barefoot, just living his life, man, uh, and a tribute to his dad. is awesome. Again, our thanks to our fine sponsor over to uh, berescued.com. You can link to their website from our website, radiodad.com, down there at the bottom of the homepage. And uh, if you have an idea for a guest or a topic, you can always get a hold of me through our website and uh, send it in to me. Radio Dad. Uh, Mike Austin here. We'll be back again next week.